Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part, mo- uh, what is it? It's part media club. That's what I've been saying these days. It's part media club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. So I think a lot about at work. So I, this is not me trying to flex. I want to get that out of the way right now. Like, I have not called out of work for as long as I've been at this current job. Um, Whoa, that's wild. And part of it is just because I don't know if it's because I don't really get sick or I refuse to succumb to the sickness. Like, whenever there's a sickness and everybody gets it for a few days, like, I'll get, like, a form of it, but I take, like, a few cough drops and, like, I, I live. I'm fine. Um, And... It really makes me wonder, have I been sick this whole time and I'm just refusing to admit it or am I built different? Here's the thing. I don't get sick very often either. Um, the only times I've missed work for being sick was COVID. Sure. Understandable. And then like migraines are different, but migraines aren't a sickness. Um, so I don't get sick sick. But the thing is, is like I think people go to work sick all the time. Yeah. But if you can get out of bed, they're like, I'll just have some coffee and I'll be sick with energy. (laughs) And that's what most people do. And Um, it's super gross. It is. Yes. And like, I've definitely gone to work before and I just like, you know, make sure I take extra precautions. I wash my hands more frequently. I'm, I'm, I'm taking symptom medication, all that fun stuff. Um, and so I, I just really think like, what is my line then? Like, is COVID my line? Anything less than COVID, I'm still finding a way to make it to work. I don't care if I have walking pneumonia, I'm coming into work. Yeah. If it doesn't put elderly people in general in danger, then what's the risk? (laughs) Um, God forbid you have a compromised immune system and go to the movie theater. Yeah, absolutely. And you're fighting off freaking <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm sorry. It's just you chose the most whack disease you could have. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, leprosy and cholera. Uh, <laughs> they're really running um, rampant these days. My parents skipped out on the vaccine and now I have polio. But I'm at work. <laughs> Um, so when I was a kid, I have this problem with a lot of things where if I learn about two things at the same time and they sound similar, I will frequently confuse them. Like Mm -hmm. to this day, I don't fully know what polio is because I learned about polio and scoliosis at the same time. And so in my head, they're just both spine diseases. Wow, dude. <laughs> All the things you could get mixed up. That's insane. But like, you understand where I'm coming from with that one, right? Like that one. Yeah. I feel well, I feel like of the Buckwild things I've gotten confused before, that one makes the most sense. Well, here's the thing. Polio, like, will make you it's your spinal column and it makes you like you part of you paralyzed. Scoliosis is just curvature of the spine. Hold on, so polio is a spine disease? It's like a spinal cord. So like do you know when people like break their neck and then like the rest of their body is paralyzed? Yeah. It's like similar to that where like it's a spinal cord right there in your neck and it causes muscle uh weakness and then like paralysis. Like uh it'll paralyze you. So a lot of people who get that's like the textbook polio patient is in a wheelchair. Interesting. But scoliosis is literally just like curved spine. I feel so weirdly vindicated right now because in my head, like polio was like one of those Victorian London diseases where you see orphan boys walking around with a snotty nose. Oliver Twist. Yeah, exactly. Um, So this is like a weird vindication on my part. Did I ever tell you about how I might have scoliosis (laughs) on that note? (laughs) No. Because when I was like 14 or 15 or something like that, I was still seeing my pediatrician. Um, mm-hmm. And that office had hired a new doctor. And I saw him 
for my physical and he measured my spine and I don't remember the exact numbers, but he was like, your spine is at a, like a 4.8 degree angle. And we start testing or we start measuring for scoliosis at five. And I'm like, Oh, should I be concerned about that? And he's like, we'll follow up on it next time. And then I never saw that doctor again. Sounds like a every time. <laughs> also, like, this is such like a guy a- problem. Cause you're like, could I be taller? Are you telling me right now I'm six two? I could be six three if I just straighten my back. I don't know. And it's not that I didn't go to that office again. I went to that office maybe four or five more times after that. I just never saw that doctor again. I'm still not fully convinced he was real. I mean, you could talk. Do you have a doctor now? Like yeah. a guy? Yeah. I so I don't. I haven't had a what? like a doctor in like freaking four years. Ever since I got out of the military, I just don't have a doctor. I'm gonna start, and this is not a joke. I'm gonna start using Willow and Lewis's doctor as my doctor. Yeah, I'm like Anything, you guys. You can really? do. I'm assuming you can do adults. If you can do kids, you can do adults, right? Goes, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's mostly a pediatrician office, but like we also do family medicine. I'm like, sweet, you're my doctor now. <laughs> Imagine having any like lab work written up and you go and so like you go to the hospital and they're like okay so we got this lab order from the pedi- from the pediatric office uh where's your kid and you're like no kid just me, this is me. <laughs> i'm just a grown-up kid dude what are you talking about also I, another great thing about going to an, uh, a doctor as an adult is they introduce themselves by their first name it's oh. super cool he comes up he's like i'm nate i'm like dr nate or just nate he's like it's just nate and i'm like this is freaking sweet, dude. I, buds. I did not have that luxury. No. Um, I love it, man. Yeah. Um, it's not even Nathan. I get Nate. <laughs> I'm like, dude, um, should we just grab a beer after this? What the heck? <laughs> okay. Let's start on our game segment. Now, I was informed. My mother, avid listener of the podcast. Does not listen to us talk about the games, which I find a little disheartening because she likes it when we're funny and stuff. And so that just means we're not funny enough during the game segment, which is fine. You know, that's not really the purpose. But, like, I feel like we're passionate enough to where that energy should transfer a little bit. Um, But here, in her defense, if I was listening to this podcast, I too would skip the game stuff. Whoa. because the thing is, is wait, so here's the last games we played. Goldeneye, I would have, I would have listened to. Hollow Knight, I would have skipped because I hadn't heard of it. Need for Speed, I would have listened to, and then I would skip Ghostwire Tokyo. I would have skipped Hi-Fi Rush, and I would have skipped this one. Because I'm the kind of guy who's like, I'm only going to listen to the podcast if I've also consumed the media because I don't want to be spoiled. Sure. Or I just like don't care. So with all of our movies we've done, if I haven't seen it, I would have just skipped that part. I have well, other podcasts I listen to that talk about movies. I'm like, I'll watch that episode when I've watched that movie. Well, nice to know that we have a glowing endorsement from one of our co-hosts. Um, I was going to try to, like, you know, string my mom along and, like, put some incentive for her to listen to the game portion of the podcast. But I guess we just don't care. So No, see, um, I'm just, me and your mom have a lot in common. That's why I'm her favorite son. Okay, well, this week we're talking about a game called Woe Long, The Fallen Dynasty. Uh, If you don't want to hear us talk about this game, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 29 minutes, 45 seconds. So, (laughs) this game, I did not know what... I did not know what kind of game it was when I picked it. And then as soon as I launched the game, I remembered, oh, I listened to a podcast about this game. This is going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we picked this game, I just like, I need to start. Because you asked me if we should do it. And then I did what every intelligent person does. is I watched a bunch of reviews and saw what other people were saying and whether or not they enjoyed it. This has okay reviews. Like, people like it, but it's always getting compared to other stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm one to try new things. And as soon as we started playing it, I'm like, oh, what am I doing, dude? <laughs> so, this is a gamer's freaking game, man. Um, So, I am going to compare this game to other games. Um, yes. <laughs> this game lives in what I would probably call one of the newer game genres that have emerged in the scene. Um, this is called a Souls-like game. 
Um, if you're unfamiliar, there were some games called Demon Souls and Dark Souls that really populated this genre of incredibly intense boss fights, just absolutely demonic boss fights. And um, a lot of that DNA has transferred into different games. Like the most accessible and approachable Souls-like game that exists is um, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Those are Souls-like games. And there are certain parts of a Souls-like game that is kind of intrinsic to the genre that this game also has, which is like checkpoints where you rest, and when you rest, all the enemies respawn. So it's not like you can run through an area, clear it out, go back and rest at your checkpoint and then just walk through having beaten those enemies already. No, you've got to, you got to beat those enemies again. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's games like these that are, uh, usually attributed to genuine, uh, merits of skill because the game doesn't let you take these like combat shortcuts so much. And Wolong Fallen Dynasty, um, does take a lot specifically from Dark Souls. And it takes all of my least favorite parts from Dark Souls. And for the <laughs> record, I don't like Souls-like games. I think they are, who man, I, I've got some problems with them. We'll get into them later. But yeah. um, this is not the hardest Souls-like game I've played. Like, it's not trying to beat you over the head, but it's still challenging. Yeah. Was there a point where they let you pick difficulty? Nope. Okay, I thought I missed it. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm the like, thing I must have been just mashing A um, and picked like normal or hard or something. But it's nice to know that just they don't even give you an option. Yes, and that is another common critique of the genre is like it makes them incredibly unaccessible. Um, yeah. So I will say, let's start at what makes this game unique. Um, what this game the main mechanic that this game has that you don't see in other games in the genre is it has what it's called a, a morale system. And the way it works is the more enemies you beat without getting hit, your morale increases. And when you get hit, your morale decreases. And um, the higher your morale, the higher your damage is, the less damage you take. Just like the more fair of a fight it is. And so you are going through these levels and you're fighting these enemies with their own level of morale. And that's kind of how you base um, how fair the fight is going to be. Um, yep. But those checkpoints that I mentioned, every time you activate a checkpoint, it creates a morale floor where your morale cannot get any lower than this number. Um, so it encourages you to explore the level to its fullest capacity so that way you can activate as many of these checkpoints as possible so that way you can uh, retain as much of your strength. Right. Um, Craig. Yeah. We play the same game. Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. They I explain don't know. it to you. Yeah, but they like, do. It's, it's such a new concept <laughs> that I didn't get it. Like, you know, when someone's like, just so you know, when you're jumping in the air, you can tap A again and it's a double jump. I'm like, I know what a double jump is without having to see it. And like, we've introduced a morale system. I'm like, this is nothing like what I've ever heard of before. So like, and then like there's, when you're fighting the boss, which we, I'm going to spend freaking 20 minutes talking about. <laughs> um, there's multiple bars, not just the health bar you're supposed to be paying attention to. Yes. Yeah. And then you, uh, as part of your HUD, have multiple bars and things to measure your morale and your health. And uh, I got a little lost in the sauce when I was playing this game. <laughs> and this is kind of what I talk about in terms of things that this game pulled from Dark Souls that I don't necessarily love. Is that the menus are awful. Oh my god. Yes. The menus are awful. All the loot is worthless. Like, um... There's loot that, like, increases your XP level, and that's pretty much the only worthwhile thing. There's also loot that um, increases the number of, like, health potions you can have at a time. Um, and all the weapons I picked up were subpar. All the armor I picked up was subpar. Like, nothing I got made me feel like I was getting 
better or stronger or stood a better chance. Right. I felt that as well, which is why I stopped looting. Yeah. I kept yeah. looting because I wanted to get those XP bits, but um, mm -hmm. how many bosses did you get through? I spent, and this is not a joke, I wish I was joking, 45 minutes on the first boss. No, that's totally fair. I think I spent about the same amount of time. I died so many times. When he, he I probably saw him turn into a dragon. I Let's say I, I fought him 25 times. I saw him turning into a dragon. Six? Not even a dragon. Just like, I don't know what he turned into. His second form. His second, he reached his second form, and I saw that happen about six times. Um, I, that first boss, I do think, is a little tougher than he needs to be. Um, well, because I finally beat him on, like, my tenth try, and then you realize he has a second form, he has to do it all yeah. over again. Yeah. And then I got bodied, dude. The fortunate part is that you didn't have to fully beat the second form. Because, like, once you get him to, like, half or two-thirds or something like that, um, then it kind of, like, hands you the end of the battle. Where it's like, hey, yeah. activate your super, and then, and now the battle's over. Um, right. So that was, like, the only good part. I The problem that I ran into is I tried to change my weapons, and the weapon that I switched to had a lower deflection window. I, than the okay, so I had that weapon. Yeah. I saw I had a lower deflection window and I just didn't use it the entire fight. I'm like, you yes. can't. Deflection is the it's the only way you beat this guy. And so once I realized that, I stopped using the weapon. And so the reason why deflection is so important is because it puts the enemy at a disadvantage and you get like a few free shots. And if you deflect enough, then you can effectively stun the boss and get like a major hit off. Um, so that's why deflection is so important, especially when it comes to like, they have like their standard attacks and they have like their mega attacks. If you the deflect, spirit attack. yeah, if you deflect a spirit attack, then like you've basically got the boss in a chokehold for like three or four seconds. Yeah. Um, and then like we have, I mean, dude, this freaking game, there's, like, there's a bunch lots of people who of just mechanics. don't, there's like freaking normal attacks and then you have spirit attacks. And you also have spells, and you also have martial arts. It's The game gives you a lot of tools, and I ignored most of that. Um, here's the thing. This game is super grindy, because you get to a yes. boss who just beats you up for 45 minutes, and then you get better. I definitely was way better at the game in general at the end of that than the whole two hours beforehand. Because you, ha I mean, you just, you're getting your reps in, dude. I was working out. Um, um that did being you said, grind XP? No. Oh, I did. <laughs> um, once I lost to that boss like ten times, I'm like, I gotta be doing something better. So I just would like respawn the enemies in the starting area for like fifteen minutes, and I got to like level seven or eight before I uh, attempted the boss again. I kept fighting him at six. Over okay. and over and over at six. Um, now that you mentioned that, it's so dumb for me not to have done that. <laughs> I spent way too much time just trying my best. Also, we haven't even mentioned, you have like a sidekick. Yeah. Because, um, and the sidekicks change from level to level. Um, in the first boss fight, you have this guy. He's only called the blindfolded boy. And I'm like, yes. cool, <laughs> great. And then... Um, you get new one. You get a new guy in level two, and then you get a new guy in the third level. You get two guys. You get brothers in the third level. Um, and I really did not account for them at all when I was like thinking about my strategies. At no point were they a key factor on how I was gonna beat this boss. Yep, I know they do damage. I feel like it's negligible, so there's nothing to worry about. Here's the best part about having those companions. They are a great distraction. Ooh, man. Yeah. If, if you need to heal, the boss will attack your sidekick for a few seconds. That's your time. That's, that's when you heal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, um, I mean, this freaking game. So the customization of your character, second to none, bro. This is insane. You can yeah. change, you know it. You can make this guy look like whatever you want. <laughs> and it's also the least important part of the game. Could not matter less. It I spent 
probably a good 20 minutes on it. And then I realized this does not, this is purely cosmetic, does not matter. And you can change freaking everything. It's a third person game. And so you see the back of your character. And also, guess what? You're wearing armor. You're wearing a helmet. You cannot see your hair. You're when you're, you know, messing with your torso definition, your arm definition and your leg definition. And you're trying to decide how wide your nose is and how deep set your chin is. Because there's like seven freaking menus for your chin. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It's only going to come up in really short cutscenes. Yeah. um, So I got through three bosses. uh, That's crazy. Because I quit after after beat the first one. I just stopped. I'm okay. like I've invested enough time in this. I'm I checked to make sure we had the same amount of time last night. I'm like we're like we were like I think we're at two hours and forty five minutes. I got to like two hours and thirty five or two hours and forty. I'm like we have the same amount of time. I'm done. And uh, I played yeah. for about an extra hour today um, before okay. we started recording. Um, and so I got that third boss in. Um, at the third boss was the only boss where I felt proud of myself for defeating him because I did it on my second try. Oh, wow. Yes. And the problem that I have with these games, and this is truly where subjectivity carries you one way or the other. Um, When you spend anywhere between 30 to 90 minutes on a single boss, when you finally beat that boss, you have two emotional options. You are either proud of yourself for overcoming this obstacle or... There's just like a sense of dread of everything that like this all amounted to this. And do you know what this amounted to? The next level. Yeah. So and that's kind of how I felt after the first two bosses is like I spent in a, a pretty significant amount of time beating this boss and I finally beat it and I don't feel better. Yeah. Um. I ha- I was very similar. I felt proud of myself because I had gotten way better. I'm like, dude, I'm timing these perfectly. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I'm glad I beat that guy. I never want to do that again. Yeah. Because that uh-huh. fear of uh, now I'm going to have to go do, I have to do so many bosses. And it's going to keep getting harder. And they're going to keep getting better. And there's going to be new forms. And you never know when the fight's over because you don't know how many forms they have or whatever. So I said, uh, screw it, I'm done. That's and it. Like, I'm out. And so... What I've kind of realized is I like what these games attempt to do, where this game forces you to like have this repetition so you can be better for the next boss. So you could be better for the next boss. So you could be better for the next boss. And the only problem is all this stuff in between kills me because if this game was literally just like an arcade game that's 10 bosses in a row, then like I I, I would I would f- feel better about that because that's the point of the game. But when you have a game like this and there's so much in between, now granted these levels are short. There's not a lot of walking in between boss battles, but right. there's enough extra stuff there's enough inventory menus and skill trees and spell upgrades where i'm just like i would i want to fight the bosses that you have for me i don't want to do everything else to get there um and that that's a foundation that's a foundational opinion across almost every other souls like game now um that being said I, I, I do want to, you know, call myself out. I want to get ahead of this because the Jedi Survivor games, like the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, some of my favorite games on the planet. Right. Um, what that game does differently, first of all, difficulty chooser. <laughs> don't have. Hey, you can choose how hard it's going to be. And just like in general, I don't feel like that game's purpose is to punish you. The, the game is not designed to force you to beat your head against a wall. When you get to these boss battles, you might have to try them a few times, but the purpose is not, it doesn't feel like at least, the boss battles are not the purpose. They are a fun addition, but the game would still exist without all these boss battles. Um, right. 
If you also, look at Dark Souls. I'm not a Souls, huge fan of games where half the comments are just going to be like skill issue. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the big skill issue guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And it just wears me down. Did you just like ignore that like tiger beast thing? Um, no, not. Oh my gosh, dude. I tried to fight them like three times because they have like a Ooh. revenge system in this. That one. Um, Ooh, I don't remember. That was so long ago, man. That was like four days ago. Do you know how much yeah. Starfield I've played since then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this it has like a revenge system. I tried to go, you know, back to fight that tiger thing first level uh, to like avenge myself. I got whooped harder than the first time. And then I got really good at like avoiding people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just not going to fight these guys. So this is definitely, as far as Souls-like games go, this is a good addition to the genre. Like if you have played your Dark Souls, if you've played your Bloodborns and you want another dodge, evade, deflect, combat style game, then like this is a good game for that. If you have never played a Souls-like game before, don't. Start with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I um, wish I had known. So, yeah, that's... um. I just... There's nothing more that I can say about this game without critiquing the genre as a whole because I think that this game is just an embodiment of it and I've beaten that to death. So, um, I'm going to give this game a rating because... And this is where it gets tough because... This game is not for you. And it's yes. not for me. So, you're like trying to be objective but also like, here's what I think. If I was a, and this is something that I've thought about a lot, and I've had conversations with people about it, game review and movie review are so different in dichotomy because I think that games have a much stronger chance of just not being for you. We talk a lot about this concept of forced participation, where if you're watching a movie and you don't like what's happening, you can just look at your phone for 10 minutes until it's over. Um, you don't get that luxury in a game. You have to see it through to get to the next good part. Um, and because of that, games are so much more subjective, which means their reviews need to be a lot more objective. So that way you can tell people, hey, this is what you're getting into. Right. Um, also, so, a huge part of games is how good you are at them. It is so hard to enjoy a game that you're not good at. So if I was working for IGN, I would probably give this game like a seven. You know, it doesn't do a lot to stand out from the genre. It's a good addition to the genre. There's menu clutter. There's inventory clutter. Um, there are problems with this game but at its core you get what you want from it craig's personal enjoyment five out of ten okay yeah that's on brand i gave it a five and a half yeah i'm like this is a good enough game it i mean i played it and i enjoyed playing it it was just a grind um and i was getting better so that felt good um but i definitely played this an hour straight intoxicated and i don't think <laughs> i could have played this game <laughs> I don't think I could have grinded it sober. I think that would have been demoralizing. But just like huh. talking to my friends while also drinking made this game so much more bearable. And this game is not for me. This is a freaking game game. Okay. I play three games well. Sandbox open world games, racing games, and just first person shooters. If it's not one of those, I'm going to be bad at it. So yeah, it was pretty trash. I was pretty trash. <laughs> um and it was super annoying. I'm like, dude, Craig and I have played the same amount of time. I know he's three times. I play a game <laughs> at 40% Craig level. That's demoralizing. I'm like, he's going to have a well-rounded review. I'm going to be like, well, um, I'm hitting the first level <laughs> in the same amount of time. So um, it's a hard game. And if you're like me, uh, this will not be for you. And I think the people who are not like me, are not li do not care what I think. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Alex, what do we have for our improv segment? I got a new one, Craig. It's a, it's not new in the world of improv, but it's new to the podcast. It's called The Best of Times and the Worst of Times. I really thought he was about to say like zip zap zoom or something. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best of times and the worst of times. And 
Here's how this works. We're going to do a scene, and when we do the best of times, everything that's suggested is best case scenario. It's just like Domino and Deadpool. It just works out. Everything just works out. And then we're going to go back and redo the scene, and everything bad that could happen does happen. Nothing okay. works out. Anything left up to chance is wrong. It's just disaster uh, around every corner. I definitely understand the premise. I'm going to have to follow your lead for this first one. Sure. Um, do you have an idea for a scene in general? Oh, how about this? How about um, you and I are fresh college graduates and we are at our first big boy salaried jobs? Okay, sweet, dude. Dude, how crazy is it that we got a job at the same place? I know, right? Like, and there's been so many layoffs recently. Like, we, like, I'm just really grateful that we were able to find like anything anywhere. And like, like, we aren't even entry level positions. Like, we got second step positions. Also, dude, like, I, I told him, like, I was, I was talking to him, right? And I'm like, hey, they're like, how much did you make at your last job? And I'm like, uh, I don't remember. I didn't want to say anything. And they're like, that's fine. We'll just start you off where we think. And they just, they just gave me the cap. I didn't negotiate. They just gave me the cap. And like, we can take all of our work gear home. Like, I've never had a MacBook before, but Dude, I can I've, just like take this one home. I have never felt this lucky in my entire life. Like that guy. For instance, that guy, his life sucks. Let me guess. His name's probably like Ron or something. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Wait, what's your name? R- Ron, you got it. What are you? Hauser? Let me guess. Hauser, right? Uh, no, Schmidt. Craig. You just know but me in a scene where everything that could go right is right. I should be the luckiest person in the world. And you just said, no, you got it wrong. Hold on. Hold on. I, I can fix it. I can fix it. Okay. Uh, what? Hold on. What was the name you said again? What are you like some Ron Hauser or something? Oh, Hauser's my middle name. Yeah. No. Schmidt's my, so like lucky guess, I guess. Freaking weird, dude. Here, let me. I don't know, dude. Our boss is kind of hot. What do you um, think? I, I mean, not my personal taste, but like, hey, I'll support you. You know what? You think I'll could... take, th- I'll take this Title Nine case if you want me to. Do you think I could get a number, or is that, like, uh, or am I like crossing some like office boundaries? This is definitely harassment, right? Well, um, <laughs> okay. Here's what I think you should do. I think instead of just going straight for the number, like, you, let's have like an employee thing at the end of the week. Let's all go out as like an office. We invite her to that. Okay, sure, I'll do that. Hey, uh, what, um, Jessica, is it? Yeah. Hey, we got this thing going on later this week. We got all the new employees, and I think it'd be awesome if you were there. Would you mind just showing up? It's at that uh, new barn downtown. You know, I normally wouldn't go to things like these. You know, I, I, I know that I'm not super loved among the among the staff here, but if I'm being honest, I've been like going through this really messy divorce and. You know, I think some time out with some new people would like really help me. You know, I'm sure I'm sure someone could offer me like a good shoulder to cry on. But so, yeah, yeah, I'd appreciate that a lot. OK, listen, and this is totally inappropriate. Just let me know. But I can pick you up if you want. You know, I've been having to Uber to work since my husband has the car. Um, So I, I would appreciate that. Yeah. All right. We're going to pause the scene real quick. For some reason, I just got really nervous when I asked. I had like a fear of rejection. I'm just like, okay, I just asked her for a ride. I don't want this to go bad. <laughs> I got I nervous super worried that my improv gonna partner no. was going to say no. <laughs> I'm like, don't, please don't reject me. Other people are listening to this. I really put myself out there. <laughs> okay, back in the seat. Dude, you're, dude, I got her number and I'm giving her a ride. Dude, that means you also got her at, dude, what? This That's is crazy. Great. She said she was going to cry on my shoulder. She's in the middle of a divorce right now. Okay. Okay. Um, l- I want to try. I want to try. Um, sure, dude. Uh, let me think. Uh, do you think uh, th- that guy over there? Um, yeah. Do you think I could get him? What does he have? Um, do you think I could get him to pay for my phone upgrade? You know what? Let's. I think that's a little too risky. How, here's what. Here's what you do. Here's a quarter. Bet him a hundred bucks, heads or tails, and you'll get it. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, uh, Tyler, right? How did you know my name? Uh, you have a name tag on. 
Um, oh, okay. I thought you had like some superpower or something. So I'm new to the office today, and okay. I just kind of wanted to make like a friendly wager, you know, introduce myself. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to put a hundred bucks on the table. No, two hundred bucks on the table that heads or tails, I call it. Okay, but we're using my quarter. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if this thing's loaded or anything. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's okay. fair. Sure. Um, go, go ahead. You can even flip it. Uh, I call tails. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, obviously we got to double or nothing, right? Yeah, sure. Four hundred bucks on this next yeah. one. And you know what? Tails again. Okay. Double or nothing again. Eight hundred bucks. Okay. All right. Flip it. Uh, lands on the side. What is? So are we even? Wait, wait. Okay. What? <laughs> um, hey man, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. Um, I don't. I mean, this. You gotta know. I don't have that much money on me right now. So what no. if I give? Here's here's five hundred bucks. This is all the money I have in my wallet. And then here's a scratch off I got from the gas station. Um, um I haven't scratched it off. If you win, keep the money. And if you lose, I'll I'll owe you. Um. Okay. Yeah. Sure. This seems like I'm taking advantage of you now, but um. Sure, whatever. Okay, sweet. Thanks, man. I'll see you around, I guess. Hey, man, I think I just created an incredibly toxic work environment, but <laughs> yeah. I have a scratch Are you dating your boss? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing horrible decisions. <laughs> okay, hold on. I want, I want to scratch this off, okay? Sure. Um, try again. Try again. Hold on. This one means... Isn't this one like the $1,500 one? Dude, what... Dude, that's a triple 15. That's so, 4500 bucks. Dude, that's like, I mean, about as much as I make a week here, so but it'll yeah, be nice. Cuz we're rich. <laughs> yeah. This <is> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can use this to like pay for our bar tab when we take all these people out. Oh yeah, dude, we're 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 ordering $10,000 in drinks tonight. Uh, this must be a dream. Let me just see if we can wake up. Cox gun. I don't know if I want to do the bad version of that scene. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Dude, I can't believe we got a job at the same place. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks that we're in the basement. Um, There's no there's no central air. Um, It's wet down here. I'm already starting to get mucus from just kind of... The vibes in here. I couldn't possibly know what allergens are in this office, but, um, you know, whatever works, I guess. Probably a sweet, sweet blend of asbestos and black mold, but I'm sure it has nothing to do with the two guys before us killing themselves. So, yeah, I wish they would have cleaned up the bloodstains, though, or at least yeah. look like they tried. I feel like decent people don't kill themselves at work or you know? a decent job wouldn't let them. But yeah. who knows? Um, Anyways, dude, do you want to be sweet? What's what up? Is that? Who, wait, there's a guy knocking on our door. Do you think you better guess his name? Uh, Yeah, go for it. I mean, he looks like... <sighs> well, the door hasn't opened yet, so I don't know how you can tell what he looks like. Well, we... answer the door. I, uh, <laughs> I bet you, the way he's knocking, let's go with Adolf. I bet you his name's Adolf. Hello, I am Gregor. I am your office manager. Oh... Okay, not exactly what I was expecting. Um, can we help you? Yes. Here's your list of expectations of duties. You are expected to read all 74 pages, sign at the bottom of each, return in 20 minutes. Hey, uh, Gregor, while, you, while you're here, we're having a party at the new bar downtown. Uh, would you want to come? No, Gregor happily married. Gregor has no interest in social activities. Um, okay. Uh, do you think the, um, the boss Jessica would want to come? Can you put in a good word for us and see if she wants to come to our party? Jessica does not talk to peasants in the basement. Work your way up to ground floor, then maybe consider. Okay, um, thanks. I guess I'll ask her myself. Uh, do you need anything else, or... Gregor advises you do not leave basement while the sun is still up. There has been complications in the past. So, uh, I want to ask questions, but you're really scaring me. So, I'll just take your word for it. Gregor will leave you to your business. 
hey, do you think I should bet that guy a hundred dollars on something? I mean, at this point, we need we need to make this we need something to happen. I mean, we're organizing paperwork, and I'm not going to read that thing. I'm just going to sign at the bottom and hope I'm not signing my life away. Bet a hundred bucks. Let's keep it interesting. Okay. Hey, hey, Gregor, Gregor, uh, before you leave, um, uh, I just wanted to bet you $100 on this quarter flip. Gregor does not bet measly earth money. Gregor only deals in favors. Um, okay, that's that's fine. Um, um, hey, maybe you should ask what the favor is before you do this. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I got this. I got this. I mean, imagine having a, f- a favor from Gregor. Um, okay. Um, uh, I'll, I'll let you call it. I'll let you call it. Okay. Um, heads or tails? Heads. Okay. Okay. So that's heads. Um, so I now owe you a favor. Berry body for me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a little joke from Gregor. No, 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 no. You just you just need to file my taxes. Here is my uh here are all of my forms and other 75 pages. I am now returning to the surface. Best of luck with your business. Hey man, um all things considered, I think that turned out okay. Yeah. Well, seeing that uh he's definitely a psychopath. Of all the favors, um, I I think he was just running the body by you to see your reaction, and then uh, saw your nervousness and changed his mind. Uh, he definitely has a body. Um, definitely probably. has a body. I do want to say, looking through his tax forms, it doesn't seem that complicated. I just have to account for the three alimonies, the four child supports, the two failed businesses, the one bankruptcy of the personal aspect and um all the will and testaments that he's been a part of over the last 10 years shouldn't be that hard or hear me out we kill ourselves yeah we could just quit right oh yeah no no your your option makes way more sense no 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 yeah quitting quitting right cox gun (laughs) listen um not where I thought the scene was going to go. Kind of let you drive on that one. <laughs> Definitely hey. thought the person knocking on the door was not going to be Gregor. Gregor? <laughs> Definitely thought we were going to see Jessica again. She's just not around. <laughs> but, uh, what do you know? I know. Gregor a, might be one of my favorite characters I've made. <laughs> freaking, there was a period of time where you were just having a conversation with yourself because you started talking when, right when that corn flip was happening. I'm like, great, now I got to do the Gregor voice. And then you did that one too. And I'm like, I'm just going to watch this scene happen. <laughs> one of the very rare moments that one of us gets to be the audience member for an improv scene. <laughs> right. That was the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, we'll see if it makes a return. It's a improv segment. We are going to play for our middle segment, a game that we haven't done in a little bit called red light green light where i'm going to give you things for you to red light or green light what i have for you today is a list of failed shark tank pitches beautiful and i want you to tell me if the sharks were right they should have let that go or if they were crazy and you're going in on it oh sweet dude um, I, i'm i know a little bit about shark tank though so this might be cheating i don't have like what they were asking for listed here, but let's just play in the space. Sure. Um, first up we have the no phone, which is a wood block in the shape of a phone. Uh, that's supposed to scratch the itch of like holding your phone to kind of get you to use it less. Um, the sharks all passed on this one. Is this something that you feel like, uh, they should take a crack at? Um, that's one of the, Dumbest ideas I've ever heard in my entire life. Now, I'm not saying this is going to have sales. This might have sales. Um, I mean, it can't have very much. Now, I just uh, want to say. Pat- I'm, yeah. Uh, uh, on the surface, I understand what they're trying to do. A wood block is not the option, though. We had fidget spinners eight years ago. <laughs> like. Yeah. There's got to be another way. I'm going to. Dude, I'm passing. Even if sure. it's successful, I want nothing to do with it. Okay. Up next, we have a product called Throx, which was um, 
socks that came in groups of three. In, so in case you ever lost one, you had a spare one to replace it with. The sharks okay. all passed on this one. Here's here's my thing about Throx. If you buy a pack of socks anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Which is how I um, buy all my socks. I buy all my socks in packs of like eight. So here's what you do. I've just defeated their whole system. Throx come in pack of three, right? You just buy even numbers of packs. <laughs> That's what you do. So I'll just buy like four packs. And well, now you just have 12 socks. Now I got 12 socks, bro. So I think that I think that might be the move. Um, so, so I'm just going to completely ignore what they're trying to do is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So it's not enough for you to pass on their idea. You have to completely deconstruct their business model. Yeah. It's a horrible idea. Cause like, uh, I mean, I guess if you, you, it only makes sense in variety packs where all the socks are different. So like correct. when you buy dress, dress socks, they're all different. So if I had three of each, that would be a good idea. Um, up next, we have the squirrel boss, which was a uh, decoration that you would put on bird feeders, and it would electrify squirrels that try would try to steal from the bird seed. I watched um, this episode. Um, there are some questions about how inhumane this is. Yes. Straight and up also, animal abuse. And also, they did not have a solution for differentiating between squirrels and Birds. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Also, so, children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass on this one, too. Dude, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, absolutely. Um, So up next, we have the wired waffles, which is um, waffles that have caffeine in them. Oh, on board. Um, This is great. Yes. So... I'm looking at this article and it says that um, the big problems is that they're easily imitated and there's an inherent risk of children accidentally eating them. Let's be clear. Children can't make waffles until they're like 12. Like waffles are the experts pancakes. And so like if they're frozen waffles, yes, there's a problem with that. But if it's batter, then, um, Kids don't I am 24 years old and I still have only a vague understanding of how to make waffles right now. Um, well, you also need like a waffle maker. You can't make waffles without a waffle maker. And one might argue, Craig, can't you just make pancakes with that batter and kids know how to do that? Yes. I don't have an <laughs> argument against that. <laughs> I think the there are so many harder ways or easier ways to get caffeine that this is so difficult that like I'm not worried about kids ODing on Correct. Caffeine. Yes. So I definitely agree it's not a great investment in the sense that, you know, there's no brand exclusion, you know, you can't patent caffeine. Um yeah. but th- as like as a recipe, if we got the flavors down, I think it would be the first one in the space. Also, I'm on board with this because there's a lot of people who just don't like the taste of coffee. Yes, I'm one of or, them. Uh, and unless you like tea in the morning, this might just be a good way to get a, a little pick-me-up. So I'm on board with this, dude. I'm cool with this. Um. Okay. Next, we have Cougar Energy. And I'm reading this article. Oh, no. And I'm not quite sure like what the deal is. I think that this is just an energy drink marketed towards older women. And from what I can tell, there doesn't seem to be anything different about it. Um, Which in that case, I'm on board because uh, apparently energy drinks are just easy. To, yeah, like, I'm a little nervous because I don't think that's a demo that needs them. So if you did it, it'd have to be in like cougar flavors. Yeah, Um, and then we're going to do the last really- one. Yeah, I don't know much about cougars and what they're into to, like, tell you the kind of flavors they'd like. All right, and the last one that we're going to do is the skinny mirror. I don't think I need to go into Uh, what this does. Um, Hey, what what a great thing for a fun house. Maybe not for people. Not when you're trying to decide whether or not you look good before you go out with friends. I also watched this one on TV. Uh, no one took it for good reasons. People want to know how good or how bad they look before they leave. 
this was marketed as just like a confidence booster before you head out the door. Just like this is what you look feel good about yourself before you leave the house. Yeah, which is all fun and games until you open your phone and try to take a photo and then just realize that, oh, I actually look awful. Yeah, dude, because it's real life out here. That's not what you look like. Yeah. I just think it's just better just to like appreciate who you are. Um, so that was red light, green light. Um, I think we can all agree that most of these pitches were passed for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Even if they're good ideas, they're not money makers, you know? Yeah. I need, we need um, to make that cold, hard cash, baby. So this one hit wonder. Yes. Excited. <laughs> um, I, I call this one my not so favorite murder. Now, I don't love the concept of true crime. I think there's a very fine line between like trying to understand the psychology behind it and making money off of a podcast about people who died. Um, so what I have done here is I have created a list of I have I hope and pray that they are fake episode concepts. These are all from my brain. Um and you have to let me know if there was a true crime podcast that did an episode about this, if it would be tasteful or trashy. Dope. I'm cool with that. Um, I only have a few here because, hey, coming up with weird ways to kill someone, um, <laughs> not a yeah, fun dude. brain exercise. Um, yeah. You're also going to give people ideas. So this first one, pretty speech. simple. Um, torturing someone, but they liked it. Uh, I mean, if it's tasteful or trashy, that's trashy. Here's the thing. Hell of a way to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would you prefer don't that, know. <laughs> but you it's don't trashy. You I want this. I wanted this. Yeah. Also, it's pretty hard to know whether or not, like, when the cops show up, you can't be like, but they liked it. And be like, oh, I'll just have to take <laughs> your word for that. Because you know who's not around to ask? The person that died. Yeah, you're a murderer. The murdy, the person who was murdered, can't speak up for themselves. Um, up next is getting splashed in the face with acid by a toddler. Up, oh, pass. Pass, pass, <laughs> pass, 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 pass. Dude, acid is so scary. Okay, so, so it's the scary. acid problem you have and not the toddler part. Couldn't care less. Don't care who it is, dude. Can you imagine the walk past? Do you know how like dogs spill their water on purpose? And cats do it, too. Imagine it's just filled with acid, and that's how you go out. (laughs) Freaking terrifying. No thanks. Strong pass. Um, Trash, trash, trash. Cutting somebody's brake lines, but it was for the wrong person's car. (sighs) I'm going to pass on this one, too. This is definitely trashy. And here's the thing. Trashy is the wrong word. Yes. I think there's only a couple ways to kill someone classy, and there's a main ways to do it badly. Yeah, trashy. and when I mean trashy, I just mean, like, making a podcast episode about it. Like, if I listened to a podcast episode about somebody who died because they were the wrongful victim of an attack, then I'd be like, I don't know if their family would love hearing about this. <laughs> um, yeah, I would rather hear about Acid Face than this. Although it is a good story, and I do want to hear about no, I don't. I don't really care. I feel like that's one of those <laughs> things where I know the story when I read the her- headline. Sure. I don't need I don't need more information. Um then you can just tell me for these last ones if, you know, if that's a pass or play for you. Sure. Um doing the cinnamon challenge with a friend, but they're just watching because they're allergic to cinnamon and when the participant spits out the cinnamon, they spit it out onto the face of the person who's allergic to cinnamon. Oh, uh, that's terrifying and very very sad. Yeah. So I'm going to pass on all aspects. I don't want to podcast about it. I don't want to hear about it. And I wouldn't want that to happen to me, the perpetrator, or the victim. This is just bad all around. It's just sad. Um. Next, we have changing the programming on a garage door. So instead of closing when it detects motion, it slams down faster. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's sweet. Um, That feels like a, a Hitman ultimatum. Yeah, Hitman Two on obstructing or something crazy. It's all I'm down for it. That's awesome. That's super cool. That's like some Home Alone level stuff. And I would listen to a podcast about it. I would watch a documentary about it. I'd want them to do it to multiple people with different household <laughs> things. That's sweet, bro. That's super cool. Okay, so for this last one, renting an apartment under your victim and slowly chiseling away the foundation of the floor until they fall through it. Bro, 
I'm a sucker for long plays, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super cool as well. Although, like, what I would do, I mean, I would never do this because it takes too much time. Not because I don't and also kill murder. anybody. Right. <laughs> but if I had a tunnel under my house that went into, like, the sewer and it was, like, a 50-foot drop, and then all I had to do was cut a hole in my ceiling and they fall through my floor and continue to fall, like, five or six more stories, that would be Oh, cool. Okay, it took me a second to process the gravity of that situation, pun intended. So, like, yeah, if um, I do, if I tunnel into my foundation, it goes in the sewer, and it's like sixty feet down. Yeah, that's and crazy. then you cut a hole through your ceiling, so they go all the way through yours, go through your room, and down in your hole. That would be sick. Although there's no escaping that one, you are getting charged and tried for that one. You, they, no, I'm that's... not. They won't know. First of all, I'm not. Re- Obviously, this is a rental. I'm not buying this. This is not a condo <laughs> I'm paying for. I'm gonna wreck it. Uh, this is an apartment. I'm not using a real name, and I'm gonna trigger it remotely. I'll just have it go off at like three o'clock in the morning when I know they're gonna be okay, in bed, and I won't even be around. They can be like, "Well, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens isn't real." Dude, I just want to say. Real. I find I had this thought the other day. I find it very funny that America does have a you got away with it system with its statute of limitations. Like, obviously, there are crimes that don't have statute of limitations, but I do find it very funny that like, oh, we didn't catch you dealing drugs for 10 years. That's fine. You got away with it. (laughs) I think it's just one of those things that like we can't spend all of our time on cold cases. Yeah. You know, oh, your neighbor stole 500 bucks from you a couple years ago. How are we supposed to enforce that? Are we supposed to prove it? How? How is how? I I think it's it's purely because like. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I disagree with it. There's a very practical purpose for it. But I do find it funny that we do have a you got away with it system. We have a you got away with a system and for quite a few things that should not be on that system. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like there are felonies with you got away with it stuff, which is insane. <laughs> I Googled this in high school. I'm like, that shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing. This is terrifying. It's crazy, dude. Drugs is one thing. You know, assault yeah. is another, dude. That's crazy. Because once that stuff is over, you can just talk about it. Yeah. And there's nothing that can be done. That's bananas. Um, but that was my not so favorite murder. Um, it's a one hit wonder. It's never coming back. Dope. I want to talk about. So I've finally been using my DS, um, mm-hmm. and I've been playing Pokemon Black Two. Um, as someone who has pretty much only been playing modern Pokemon games for the last two or three years, let me tell you, going back is hard because in the new Pokemon games. Um, like your rival, um, chooses the other starter. Now in old Pokemon games, um, they would choose the type that you are not very effective against to make it the game harder for you. Now they choose the Pokemon that you are super effective against. And the big one for me, the big change that they made in new Pokemon games that just make old Pokemon games harder to play is XP shares are for the entire party and not just one Pokemon. So now I'm playing an old Pokemon game. I have to manually level up every single Pokemon. Well, everyone had like when you first played Pokemon, you had that one person in your party that was level 60, one hit everybody and everyone else was like 27. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like, evenly level train my Pokemon. I've played the game. I have like two and a half hours logged into that game. I've beaten one gym so far. <laughs> yeah. The early games are grindy. Um, but that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, next week we are playing Starfield. Um, mainstream. Most, yeah. Mostly cause I'm going to be playing it all week anyway. May as well talk about it. Um, and it comes out the day this podcast comes out on Game Pass. I bought the special edition so I could play it early. Um, and let me tell you, if you think I'm annoying when I talk about games for these last like six weeks, we might have a two-hour podcast next week. It's gonna get ooh man, it's I'm gonna be um, insatiable. I'm excited to talk about it because I've heard a lot of things, and a lot of them are not been good for people who paid for early access. A lot of people are upset. 
Well, so I'm excited to see what you think. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's next week. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.